Hello, and welcome to Making Christ Known, a podcast from Adairsville Baptist Church in Adairsville, Georgia. This podcast features senior pastor Eric Sorrell and his sermons designed to make Christ known in Adairsville and beyond. For more information about Adairsville Baptist Church, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. And now, here's Pastor Eric. Christians a hopeful people. As Christians, I want to make this point because it's been impressed upon me. As Christians, we are not miserable or pitiable or pitiful people. Amen? We are people of hope. As Christians, we're different. We are people of hope. We are not to be miserable people. We are not to be pitiable people. This is what the Bible says in 1 Peter 3.15. He says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that's in you. So he says, as Christians, you need to be ready to give the reason for the hope that's within you. That tells me that the Bible says that we're to be hopeful people. We're to be ready to give the reason for the hope that's in us because they're to see us as a hopeful people and say, hey, why are you so hopeful, right, in a society that's gone wrong? 1 Corinthians 15, 19 says it this way, if in this life only we hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. So the point is made, right, we can infer, well, in this life we are to have hope. Right? It's to be a, a hopeful life. We're to be able to give the reason for the hope in us. So we're not to walk around as miserable, defeated people. Martin Lloyd-Jones would call it the spiritually depressed person. Right? Uh, uh, Charles Spurgeon would talk about that miserable Christian. Right? And there are seasons when we are, are less hopeful, but we're to be people of hope. Why? Many, many reasons. Amen? Many, many blessings for the Christian in this life. We have many reasons and blessings to be hopeful. It has been said, we cannot cope without hope. You can't cope without hope. Now, maybe in one of the next sermons we'll talk about what are some of the hopeless acts that people commit? Suicide, a crime. We'll get there one day. You can't cope without hope. Right? We have to have this hope. And for centuries, this has been the Christian message. It is a message of hope. For centuries, Christians have been the people who show hope in the midst of hardship. They weren't the people that were miserable and, and, and pitiful and, and poor and sorrowful. Yes, but in all of their circumstances, they had this message of hope in the midst of hardship. We are people of hope. And so a message, a series, we have hope. Again, we come back to this question, how do you wrap your mind around hope? What is biblical hope? Because sometimes that can be hard or difficult to comprehend. We said this last week, hope is forward-looking faith. Hope is forward-looking faith. Or you could write this down, hope is a confident expectation of an assured future. 
a confident expectation of an assured future. It is forward-looking faith. Hope is not, I wish this will happen. Like, I hope Eric will quit preaching by 12.30 so I can get a steak. I hope she's cooking steak for lunch. Hope on, right? She ain't cooking steak. Um, maybe, maybe. Right? That's not hope. It's not wishful thinking. It's not, as John Piper said, a cross-your-fingers kind of hope. No. The Christian hope is a certainty to be revealed. It's a certainty to be revealed, a confident expectation that we carry in our hearts. And so today, we're going to start with this basic fundamental question. Why can I hope? Pastor, why can I hope? Why can I hope when I watch what's on the news? Eric, why can you hope? So put your hope in God today by looking at the basis of our hope. That's what we're going to look at today, the basis the basis or the foundation, that's where our hope lies. That's where our hope rests. That's where our hope trusts. So have you seen on the news recently buildings that collapsed, right? I remember that one in Miami that had structural issues, that building collapsed. Or maybe you've seen the homes that have tumbled due to the rains and a landslide, right? All because there was a poor foundation, a weak foundation. Right? So, we have to note first today that sadly, there is misguided hope. There is misfounded hope. There is misguided hope. There is misfounded hope. So we want to ask this question today. What are some poor foundations for hope? Right? That ground is sinking sand. What are those poor foundations? Now, we could go around and we could come up with a like a list that would never end, right? We could come up with a very large list of things that we put our hope in that have, have let us down. They were poor foundations, right? They, they don't make a good basis. But here's some we could come up with. Money, poor foundation of hope. Your savings account, poor foundation of hope. Your retirement account, poor foundation of hope. And you say, well, why am I not hopeful? Because your hope's built on the wrong things. Money in your account and right, all that, your investments, those are poor foundations of hope. Um, a job, your work, it's a poor foundation of hope. Degrees, right? Students go to college and they get a degree and then they come out and they think, I put all my hope in that degree and that degree's not doing anything for me. Or another degree, maybe this, no, poor foundation of hope. Our looks, poor foundation of hope, right? It ain't going to get any better. I just had to tell you, it's not going to get any better, right? It's going to get great. So shave it off, right? I mean, no. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 right? So why do we put hope in that, right? It's not going to get better. Our health, it ain't going to get better. Why put my hope in my health, right? We will all digress. It's coming, right? Possessions, the house, the car, poor foundation of hope. They will break. They're all breaking. It's just a matter of time, right? When I fail to realize that, I put my hope in that, it ain't going to last. That appliance will not last. That car will not last. It's just a ticking time bomb. It will break down. <laughs> we have poor foundations of hope. Our popularity. Students, poor foundation of hope. Your acceptance. Poor foundation of hope. I have to preach that one to myself. A sports team. Poor foundation of hope. They're not going to win the championship. Right? They're not going to win the the World Series, your sports team will let you down, right? And people that have a poor foundation of hope do in their sports teams do some dramatic things. Your political party, poor foundation of hope, 
right? I'm not Republican or Democrat. I don't really like Fox News or CNN News, right? I just like the kingdom of God, right? You put your hope in a political party, they will let you down. Poor foundation of hope. A doctor. Put your hope in that doctor. That is poor foundation. Now trust him, but your hope's not built on what the doctor says or doesn't say. Parents, your child's performance. Poor foundation of hope. What they do and how your children perform in school or, or in that activity or hobby, poor foundation of hope. Uh, the, the older adults in here can tell you, you put your hope in your child's performance and they will let you down, right? Those that have had prodigals, and right, you can't put your hope in your child's performance, right? You've learned the children will disappoint. Marriage, you can't put your hope in a person, in any person, boyfriend, girlfriend, it's a poor foundation of hope. A city, poor foundation of hope. Right? Theirs will change. Cities will change. A ministry, poor foundation of hope. A church, poor foundation of hope. A pastor, poor foundation of hope. Right? There are lots. So, congratulations today. You don't have to have hope in the government. You don't. You don't have to have hope in capitalism. You don't. Your hope can lie elsewhere. Poor foundations of hope will let you down. Poor foundations of hope will be discouraged. I keep getting these confirmations here and there, right, from some of you in emails or in text, and it shows me that we're right where we need to be. Because I'm not telling you certain things, but you're, you're saying things that are lining up. I'm like, already there. We're already singing that today. Or, or you're saying things, I'm like, that's exactly where we're going Sunday, right? You're, you're showing me things, I'm like, right, God's confirming over and over and over again. This is right where we need to be. So one of our own church mem members, I'll just quote them anonymously today, said this this week. I kind of in this topic, I think. I learned that my hope is in God and not our country, government, political party, life situation, etc. I made a quick list of things that I have put my hope in and have been let down. When these things let me down, I experience unhappiness, anxiety, anger, frustration, all negative emotions. Among you sits a scholar that I quote today. Who is it? Is that not true? Is that not true? This person's saying, I, I see this, right? Put my hope in God because everything else is sinking sand. It's a poor foundation. And what does it lead to? All those different negative emotions. When you build, you need to start with the foundation, right? So as we begin to build on hope these next few series and weeks and, and days, let's go back. Let's go back. What is the biblical foundation that hope is built upon. And so this morning, the basis of hope, I want you to see four foundations of hope. Four biblical foundations of hope. Where the Bible is clear about these four. We could name more perhaps, but these are the four that the Bible is clear about. These are our foundations of hope. The basis of hope. If you do not have these four things, there's no good reason for hope. Without these four, I would say there is no Hope. This is the source, basis, foundation. Are you ready? Number one, the basis of hope, first foundation of hope is this, Scripture. Scripture, God's holy word, the Bible. I'm going to give you a couple of passages on each of these as we look topically at 
hope this morning. The first foundation of hope is Scripture. This is what Romans 15.4 says. For whatever was written in former days, right? The Old Testament, in our days, this old, excuse me, this old Bible was written in former days. Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, right? Our guidance. That through endurance and through the encouragement of the what? Scriptures, we might have, key word, hope. The Bible says hope is a foundation excuse me, uh, uh, the Scripture is a foundation of hope. That, that Scripture is the basis. Our hope is based and founded on the Bible, God's Word. We stand on the faithful promises of God. We sing it, right? Standing on the promises of God. This is the foundation of hope. The truth of God is, is our sure foundation. It, it is our sure anchor in a, in a world that wants to toss us in the wind and the waves and sea and water coming in. Go to the second passage, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 through 20. The writer writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and he says, so that by two unchangeable things, two unchangeable things, in which it's impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope that is set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. If we were to back up even into verses 15, or excuse me, 13 through 17, he's going to talk about God's promise. That God made a promise to Abraham, verse 13. He's going to talk about it in verse 17, this oath. He guaranteed it with an oath. And he's saying this, that God, it's impossible for him to lie. His word is certain. His word is sure. And then he gets to, right, verse 19, and he says, this is the anchor of our soul, this sure and steadfast hope. It's this hope that's set before us. The truth of God is our anchor. And Christian hope is anchored in who God is, what God has done, and what God will do. That's what this book is all about. It tells me who God is, it tells me what God has done in the past, and it tells me what God will do in the future. And that is my sure and steadfast anchor, anchored in hope, anchored in the hope of the promise, the, the hope of the covenant, the hope of the oath, the hope of Scripture. Everything that was written, right, was written for our instruction, right, that by it we may have hope. Oh, it's a promise that will never give way. It's a promise that will never let go. If hope is forward-looking faith, then there also has to be a faith that's anchored in the past. Okay? If hope is forward-looking faith, there must also be a faith anchored in the past. A believed-in future has to believe in the past, right? So my, my believed-in future is also b believing in the past that this is true, that what God 
has done, that, that who God is and what God's going to do. My faith is anchored in the past, but it's also believing in the future, right? This is it's the foundation. Hope trusts and rests on the Word of God. You know what the Scripture is? It's a, it's a story of hope. Right? You can read it to someone. Can I tell you a story of hope? And you start right with the garden and you go all the way until the last garden. The Bible is the user's manual of hope. A user's manual is for the future. A user's manual, if you guys read it, right, it, it helps guide the future. You don't read the user's manual and go, oh, I always wanted to know. It doesn't tell you about the past of the, of the, the product or the remote or this or that. Right? The user's manual points to future use. The Bible is the, the user's manual of hope. Like by these, by these scripture verses, right, we have encouragement and hope and we say, all right, our hope is built, it's founded, it's based on the Word of God. So foundation number one is Scripture. Scripture. That's the basis of my hope. That's not going anywhere. It's a good one. Number two, second biblical foundation of hope is this. Grace. Grace. Grace, grace. God's grace, right? Grace that can pardon. Oh, grace. So take your Bible and go to 2 Thessalonians 2.16, or it'll be on the screen. I realize we, we jump around a little in this series. I want to show you all where hope is used, what we can learn. 2 Thessalonians 2.16 says this. It's a benediction that I often read. Sometimes I read it at, at funerals. I've read it in here many times. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, we're anchored in the past, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through, on account of, grace. May He comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. This tells me that grace is the second foundation of hope. How in the world can a sinner like me how in the world can a sinner like you have hope before God? Grace. Grace. Marvelous grace. We have good hope. It's not bad hope. It's not dead hope. It is a good hope and it comes through grace. By grace. Our hope is not based on our works. It's not based on our religious merit. Not on our own personal efforts. Our hope is upon God's grace. By grace are you saved? Through faith. It's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Foundation of hope is grace. We have good hope through, or that Greek word can be translated on account of. We have good hope on account of God's freely given grace. The grace of God for us is the depth of our hope. This is the depth of our hope, right? How deep can I, is the ocean? Could I ever describe it to you, right? Did the men that went down to Titanic, did they discover the depth of the ocean? By no means, right? How could you ever preach about and talk about and exhaust the depth of God's grace, right? The depth of our hope is grace. Our hope is none other than the triune God that we praise this morning and all His attributes. He his grace, His love, His mercy, His justice, 
His wrath against sin, right? His holiness, His character, His attributes are the foundation of our hope. So grace is a beautiful foundation. We read it also in 1 Peter 1.13. You could go again towards the back. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Peter says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action. Literally in the Greek, it's taking your, your robe and tucking it in your belt like you're ready to run so you don't trip over your dress. right? But, but girding your loins for action, literally. But the idea is you're doing something physically. You're, you're preparing, so it translates best. It's, it's a, like a, a metaphor, right? An illustration. Prepare your minds for action. And being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I love that because we have to prepare our minds to focus on hopeful grace. We have to prepare our minds to to focus on the Scripture. That's the foundation of my hope. And grace. Set your hope on your money and what you can do and what you've done and how you look and right on the things of this world. No, set your hope on grace. And what's the ultimate manifestation of grace when Christ comes? Right? And all is made right. Grace. We are to focus on a, on a hope that is full of God's grace or unmerited favor. Amazing grace that we sang, it's a song of a foundation of hope. I think that's one of the reasons that it's so popular and that it's become so popular is because that's hope. Grace is a foundation of hope. So popular. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, anchored in the past, and grace will lead me home. Hope is forward-looking faith, right? You sing it's, it's people resonate with it and they don't even know why. They go, well, that's a song about grace. Yes, but it's also a song about hope, right? His grace will lead me home. So the second foundation, it's got to be God's grace, right? It's not us, it's not works, it's not law, it's not religion. That, those are poor foundations of hope. It has to be based on God's Word. And in this day and age, the only way I learn about, from, about grace is from God's Word, right? It's, it tells me about a God of grace. Foundation number three, the gospel. Amen? The gospel. Go to Colossians chapter 1. We'll look at a couple of verses here. We have this hope. Why be hopeful today? Because of the Bible. It's a source of hope. Because of grace. It's the the basis of hope. Why be hopeful today? Because there is a gospel. There is a gospel. There is a good news. The gospel is our glorious hope. The gospel is the message of hope about Jesus. Look at Colossians chapter 1. Start in verse 23 and then we'll go down to verse 27. He says, you know, once you were alienated, you were blind, but now you see, right? Once you, now you've been brought near. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable, steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel. We don't shift from the hope of the gospel. Other ground sinking sand, right? You don't shift from that. You stand firm on your foundation. You are stable. You are steadfast. And it is on the hope of the gospel, he says, that you have heard. From which has been proclaimed in all creation, Paul says, under heaven. And of which I became a minister. Go down to verse 27. 
To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of the gospel is the hope of glory. The hope of glory is that Christ is in us. Jew, Gentile, doesn't matter, right? This is the gospel. Anybody can be saved. And the good news is that Jesus has come. That Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That Jesus rose again from the grave. The gospel is good news that there is hope for the sinner today. And every day. Right? It's a great foundation of hope. It gives me hope. So maybe we could say it this way. No Jesus, no hope. No Jesus, no hope. You get it? You know Jesus, you know hope. It's the gospel. No Jesus. You no know Jesus in your life. No Jesus that you, some have never, they don't have hope. How could you have hope? The gospel is the hope, right? The gospel is the hope of glory, that Christ could be in us. That we could be called children of God. As a child of God, you get no judgment. As a child that's unsaved, they get no hope. Which do you want? No judgment or no hope? There's no judgment, right? There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No judgment if you know the gospel. But without the gospel, there is no hope. I have no hope to preach at your funeral. Those are some of the saddest ones, right? When they call me and say, they don't have a minister, would you come? And somebody tells me, I don't think he was saved. I don't know that he's saved. I can't preach you to heaven. You have no hope. What do I do except try to speak words of comfort to the family? Right? Or point to Jesus. The gospel is the most secure foundation to build upon. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. It's why we can sing it. It's why Hillsong could come back and say, let's sing it and call it the cornerstone because it's the gospel. It's, it's the most important, right? All other foundations of hope in this life will be sinking sand. The gospel is the foundation of hope. I believe this is why John 3.16 is so popular. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And many run to that and go, that's the basis of hope. That's why we love John 3.16. It is the gospel. Believing on Him, we have everlasting life. Have you done that? Do you realize that you have sinned, that sin separates you from God, that you are without hope because of sin, there's nothing you can do about it because it's by grace and not by works and not by religion, not even good old Southern Baptist religion. Do you understand that paying the price for sin is Jesus, His work, His finished work. Jesus paid it all, right? All to Him I owe. Do you understand that we must believe faith alone in Christ alone, the message of the Reformation, to get back to Romans chapter 3 and say we are justified, declared righteous by faith. By grace are you saved, Ephesians says, through faith. This is the gospel. This is our hope. Know it today. If you've never been saved, rest in that. Rest in that hope that, that Christ saves you freely. The fourth foundation is new birth. New birth. We read this in 1 Peter 1.3. We sang about it last week. 
one of the songs. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. The great disciple writes to the church and he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope. That's what we sang about through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The new birth, our living hope, is based on being born again into a new life with a new heart. As Southern Baptists, right, we've for years proclaimed, be born again, be born again. A man must be born again, right? I mean, it's new birth. That's what it means to be born again. To have new spiritual life and a, and a new heart within us. We don't have a dead hope. Peter says you have a living hope. It is a living hope. And our hope is our regeneration. That's what that new birth, born again, means. It is regeneration to be made new again. To flower, to bloom spiritually. In Christ we've been changed. We've been reborn. That's what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus, right? When he would say that John 3, 16, right? Nicodemus, you have to be born again. You have to be regenerated. And the Holy Spirit has brought us this spiritual life. It is through, that verse says, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's how our living hope comes and how it's, how it's made manifest, right? Christ is risen. He sent the Spirit. By faith you can invite Jesus into your life to be Savior and Lord and you get a new heart, you get a new mind, you get a new spirit, a new power, a new birth. The new birth has fused living hope into the lives of Christians for centuries now. Our brothers and sisters in India and in the Middle East who are suffering, for they have a living hope. How? Because the new birth is just fusing in their life, in their veins, in their soul, such courage and such, such joy because of this hope in the gospel. Look at 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians says it this way, as you woke up this morning, as I woke up, I began to say, Lord, the enemy doesn't want us to do what we want to do today in the service, and so I'm going to start to put on the armor of God. Try to put it on piece by piece. You know, the piece that I left off the last was the belt of truth. I laughed. I said, God, that holds everything together, the belt of truth. Okay, put it on. But here's the helmet. 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, the original armor of God in this three-piece version, says this. Since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, our head, our minds, the hope of Salvation. It's the hope of salvation that gives us power, that gives us energy. It's this new birth. And this new birth comes by grace. It comes by the Word. And it is the gospel. It is the hope of salvation that we put on our heads this morning. So fourth foundation is the new birth. The new birth. The basis, what the Bible says, is the basis of our hope. So in summary, let's summarize it. A good hope is drawn from Scripture, is founded on Christ, 
is manifested in a changed heart and outwardly in a new life. That's it. A good hope is drawn from Scripture. It's founded on Christ and the gospel. It's, it's going to manifest it, itself in a changed heart inwardly, that new birth, but it's going to show itself outwardly in a changed life. These are the four foundations of our hope. Scripture, grace, gospel, and the new birth. Without these four things, there'd be no hope. So this is the source of hope. And so we can then say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Right? I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. This is our foundation of hope. How can you hope today? When you look around, when you see things, when you're in the doctor's office, when you're, you're looking at the checkbook, when the kids don't perform the way you want to, how can you hope today? Base your hope on these things. Base your hope on the right things. Don't set your hope on the wrong things. They will only break your heart. These four foundations, what I love, are they're unchanging, aren't they? This is the immutable basis of the sinner's hope. These foundations are unchanging. Hope in other things will wear away as that thing itself wears away. But these things are eternal. They don't wear away. All other ground is sinking sand. These four foundations are unchanging. That's where we build to avoid a landslide of the soul and faith and a collapse the unchanging, totally secure foundations of hope. So today, there is solid rock hope. We base our hope on what the Bible says, that there is a gospel of grace that gives us new life in Christ. And this is the message that we share to a lost and dying world. This is the message, you say. This is what we're supposed to proclaim. We have hope, and we want you to have hope. This is the message that you'll go into school this year sharing. To a lost and dying word, this message of the gospel, this is the reason for hope, so go share hope. Go share hope in your workplace and school place and home life and community today in this time. May you get back to hope. Get back to biblical hope. Putting your hope and Christ alone is the most freeing thing that you can do today. Just to be free from those anxieties and free from those disappointments, putting your hope in Christ alone is what we encourage you to do. We pray with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Making Christ Known. We invite you to join us again next time for another sermon from Adairsville Baptist Church. For more information, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.